Welcome back, Crimeaholics. It's your host, Holly, and today is Monday, so that means another Missing Monday case. For those who are new to our podcast, welcome. Missing Mondays is a segment that was created to help keep missing persons' name and information in the media the best we can and to help aid in their return home. 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. at any given time, and while some are found alive or deceased, the majority are still missing today. On today's segment of Missing Mondays, I will be sharing the information about Wesley Billingsley. Wesley Billingsley, who went by West for short, was born on August 17, 1993. He grew up in Sacramento, California with his mom and three older siblings. After high school, West would go on to college where he obtained a degree in business from San Diego State University in 2016. While attending college, he did what most young adults do. He embraced that college life, enjoyed social events, and even joined a fraternity. After graduating college, Wes headed back to Sacramento, where he's from, so he could save up some money. But ultimately, his goal was to move back to San Diego after some time. According to his mother in an NBC San Diego article, Wes really felt like his heart and his home was in San Diego. So in February of 2018, after he saved some money, he finally moved back to Southern California. And while he lived there, he shared a place with several other guys. Wes was a part of two different startup companies, but he also was working in ad sales in San Diego. According to the Medium.com article on Wes, he and his mother were in regular communication, but Wes had been keeping something from her. Wes had lost his job, and after he couldn't contribute to paying rent, his friends asked him to move out. So he began couch surfing, and again, his mother had no idea. Anytime she spoke with him on the phone, he was happy, upbeat, positive, and sounding like everything was exactly how it should have been. He didn't give off any kind of vibes that he was depressed or he was down and upset, and he didn't say anything ever or hinted at the fact that him and his buddies were a little bit on the rocks. He was just normal Wes. But I'm sure like the good son he was, despite his life crumbling, he didn't want to worry his mom. As I stated, Wes began couch surfing, and he did so between three friends who all lived in apartments in the Pacific Beach area. Because he didn't have a permanent residence, Wes was keeping all of his belongings inside the back of his Ford Expedition. So though Wes lost his job in the ad sales, he was still making some sort of income through his other two businesses he was a part of. He was working a business called BAM Entertainment, and this business worked with club owners to book and schedule talent to perform at their various different locations. Wes was also the co-founder of a company called On Deck. According to the On Deck website, the brand was started as a lifestyle brand and a platform for themselves and other upcoming artists to create fashion, music, and events. On Deck was made by creators for creators and continues to provide a platform for upcoming artists to express themselves. 
Despite Wes having gone missing, On Deck is still running today and is ran by his friend and business partner, Dylan Talley. So it's clear between these two businesses that Wes was a part of and enjoyed that entertainment industry and lifestyle. And from the looks of it, he was very good at what he did. Now, while couch surfing, Wes would frequently do his grocery shopping at a store called Vaughn's. He frequented this Vons in Pacific Beach so much that he got on a first-name basis with several of the cashiers. On June 12, 2018, some of the people that Wes knew was actually standing outside of this Vons in the morning, and Wes ended up driving by. He waved and smiled to them before continuing to wherever it was that he was heading. Later that evening, Wes had plans with some friends to go out for dinner, but he never showed up. The following day, June 13th, Wes had promised some friends that he would help them move, but he also did not show up for that either. That day, his mom, Crystal, sent a message to Wes. This was just kind of a typical message, nothing major of importance. And when she didn't hear back from him, she assumed that he was busy and he'd get back to her when he could. But it wasn't long before some of Wes's friends would reach out to Crystal to let her know that they hadn't been able to reach Wes, nor had they seen him. She instantly reported him missing. When she reported him missing, the San Diego Police Department didn't really react quick on this one. And I have to say... It's tough with some of these adult cases. On one hand, we have this adult who is independent. He didn't really have a permanent residence. He's bouncing from place to place. Maybe there is some sort of miscommunication somewhere and he's going to pop up in a day. But then on the other hand, you have a mother who knows her son. She knows his typical routines of getting in touch with his friends and how reliable of a person that he is to help his friends with big events like moving, like he was supposed to do on that June 13th, or how he wouldn't just not show up to a planned dinner with friends without letting someone know something. Wes was also very present on social media and usually would post daily. His social media accounts were silent. And he wouldn't just not get back to his mother, who he was close with and had regular contact with. I always say that a mother's intuition is strong. And in this case, Crystal knew something wasn't right. So she hopped in her car and drove the eight and a half hours down to San Diego. Crystal took matters into her own hands and began hanging posters around the Pacific Beach area, starting at that Vaughn's grocery store her son frequented. She talked with people, handed out flyers, and did everything she could to spread her son's name and picture. Nobody had any kind of information for her. The San Diego Police Department did help Crystal, but honestly, both Crystal and the police department were all kind of floundering, not knowing which direction to begin in. The PD had no real leads to work with, and again, were thinking maybe that Wesley just needed some time away. Two whole months would go by before any kind of break or information in this case would surface, and I just cannot imagine how emotionally hard that was having nothing to go on for his mother. So two months after Wes is reported missing, his Ford Expedition is located abandoned in a rural area of the South Bay area. This was about 20 minutes south of Pacific Beach where Wesley had been staying. 
South Bay is also near the Mexico border. The expedition was found on a dirt road that was surrounded by horse farms. And I'm sure when you think of the vehicle being near the Mexico border, you instantly think that maybe he wanted to cross over and did so on foot. But the area where his expedition was found, yes, was close to the border, but it's not within walking distance to cross it. And it really isn't an area one would park if they intended to go to Mexico. However, as theories go, some do theorize that Wes just wanted to go to Mexico. As I stated earlier, Wes kept all of his personal belongings in the back of the expedition because he did not have a permanent place to stay. When investigators searched the car, it appeared that all of his belongings were inside. But one thing to note here is I was unable to find any kind of information on whether his cell phone or wallet had been among those items within the car. Because of the location of the car and the possibility that he may have gone into Mexico, Wes's mom, Crystal, would cross over the Mexico border with a translator to report her son missing there as well. Something I learned while doing research on this case from that Medium.com article on Wes is that Mexico would share John and Jane Doe's they would come across with the U.S. consulate side of the border. Unfortunately, they don't do this anymore, and I'm not sure why they stopped, but at the time that Wes went missing in 2018, they still were doing this. Throughout the investigation, Crystal would go down to Mexico and visit the morgue and view books and photographs of unidentified John Doe's that came through, which I just have to say, my heart goes out to Crystal for having to go through this. I can imagine what an emotional roller coaster that must have been for her. On one hand, she's hoping for answers, and on the other hand, she's hoping none of them are her son in these pictures. I truly couldn't imagine what that felt like. But I think Crystal is a determined mom and did and is still doing whatever she can do to find her son. And I think most of us who are parents out there can relate to her fight and know that in her situation, we would do the exact same. She has been relentless in her search for her son, and she tries to do all she can to keep his story in the media. More recently, she did an interview with the Californian News Times for an article about the amount of missing people in San Diego County. This article was published on May 31st of this year. And in it, it states that approximately 1,100 adults were reported missing in San Diego alone. 24 of them are open cases. Unfortunately, this is really all of the information that is out there on Wes's case. It's literally just like he vanished. I will, however, go ahead and talk about some of the theories that are out there on this case. The first is that Wes really did up and leave. And this is a common theory when we have missing adults. And it's the theory that I hate the absolute most, but it's one to talk about in this situation. So his living situation, as we know, wasn't ideal. Maybe he was burnt out and sick of couch surfing. And in my opinion, again, this isn't a theory that I find plausible. Sure, it could happen, but Wes was close with his family. If he was having issues and didn't want to couch surf anymore, he could easily go home to his mom. And let's say if he did want to run off to start fresh somewhere, why wouldn't he be in contact with his family? I just don't believe this theory fits for this case. The second theory is that Wes was involved with some drugs. 
being a part of that night scene with his work he did with clubs and entertainers, maybe he got wrapped up in some sort of drug use, and when he went missing, maybe it was due to a drug deal gone bad. Maybe Wes had a debt to someone for drugs. We know that financially things were a little bit rough since he lost his job and he was just working those small startup businesses. There's a lot of different ways that drug theories could play out. And honestly, I can't really speak on this. Though I never saw any articles that spoke directly with his friends, his mother never talked about any kind of drugs. I'd assume that after speaking with his friends, she would have learned if he had some sort of drug use going on, and none of that is mentioned in any of the articles about Wes. So I'm just going to leave that theory at that. The third theory is that Wes committed suicide. We know that he was portraying himself as happy and life was going well to his mom, but maybe he was struggling with some sort of mental illness. The fourth theory is that maybe some foul play happened between Wes and someone that he knew. Maybe after driving past the people at Vaughn's, Wes went to meet up with someone he was doing business with. Or maybe he met up with an old roommate and there was an argument over the delinquent rent that he needed to pay. Maybe a heated argument took place and something happened. Honestly, there are so many what-ifs in Wes's case that it's really frustrating and hard to pinpoint what is the most plausible scenario. There's also the questions surrounding his car. Why was it in that location? How did it get there? What was the actual state that the car was in? Was it damaged? Was there an apparent mechanical issue to cause Wes to pull over? Did it have a flat tire? Did it appear that there was a struggle or was it just simply dumped there? So many questions and I will say that there isn't many answers about his car itself, which makes me consider that maybe information is being held close to the vest. I think it's important to remember that nothing was said about his phone and wallet when discussing the items found within the car. So where are they? Again, there are so many unanswered questions on this case, and from the outside looking in, it really seems like Wes just went poof and vanished. But with these cases with minimal information, it's so important to share and talk about them. That's why we do these missing persons cases, because when the hype of it all dies down and all of the people go back to their regular lives, there's still a family out there waking up every single morning and going to bed every single night wondering where their loved one is. They deserve answers. At the time that Wesley Billingsley went missing, he was 24 years old. He would now be 28. He was 5'8 and around 140 pounds. He had short dark hair and has hazel eyes. Wes has several tattoos that are very distinct. One of the tattoos is the flying ghost with fangs from Ghostbusters. This tattoo has red, white, green, and black ink and is located on his upper right arm. He also has a Japanese character just below the ghost. If you or anyone you know has information about this case, you can contact the San Diego Police Department at 
1-800-273-8144. Or you can submit an anonymous tip to Crime Stoppers at sdcrimestoppers.org or call them at 855-580-8477. Be sure you also find the Facebook page called Help Find Wesley Billingsley. This page is ran by his mother, Crystal, and she shares flyers and information about her son. There is also now a $10,000 reward for information that leads them to her son. If you aren't already a part of our private Facebook group, be sure to find us by searching Crimeaholics Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. In there, we share all information and pictures pertaining to the cases that we cover. We also encourage all of our members to share all things true crime. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at crimeaholics.podcast. Crimeaholics, that is all for now. Until next time, be aware and take care. Thank you.